Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that armadillos always wear a three-piece swimsuit? What's the third piece? Coverbone, obviously, because armadillos are classy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early and to see some super cool merchandise, visit us at armadillo.club. Sun's going down in Bonton, Louisiana, and things are about to get weird. Hello there, you're listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Sookie Stackhouse novels. I am Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're going to be reading chapters 17 through 23, which is the end of Definitely Dead, the sixth book in the Southern Vampire Mystery series. Previously, after kicking the shit out of a couple of were children, Quinn and Sookie <laughs> head to the local were bar, spoiling for a fight. But weirdly, no one wants to scrap with a giant were tiger and a barmaid berserker with a kill sheet like six soups deep at this point. <laughs> <laughs> She's killed at least one of every type at this point, right? Except uh, for the Minad. Yeah, she can kill a Minad, but it, I'm, yeah. not, it's not clear if you can. But yeah, it's <laughs> like, you know, it's on her list, I'm sure, at this point. <laughs> yeah. uh, we met Mr. Cataliades, lovable demon and lawyer to the Vampire Queen, who takes Sookie on a grand adventure to New Orleans, land of IHOP, and an apartment full of her dead cousin's tacky shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sookie gets down to business, tossing the place for valuables, but instead finds a freshly turned vampire. She and the landlady, which escape, but land in the hospital where they show Sookie to her usual bed. <laughs> Eric and Bill show up and check on her, but things turn ugly when Bill reveals that the, he only started dating her under orders from the queen. Sookie takes this very poorly, but her fairy godmother swoops in to console her and take her shopping. Next up, she has a business date with the vampire queen of Louisiana, which I'm sure is going to be a classy affair. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter 17. So she goes to Sophie Ann's compound. And I had a question here because Sophie thinks to herself that Sophie Ann, there's Sophie Ann, who's the queen of Louisiana, plus 50 other prominent vampires. Is there a vampire president? Oh. Or is it a representative for DC or like Puerto Rico or oh, something? Oh, there's 50. That's it's right. It's got to be a king of the East Coast or something. Well, but the, the king implies, king and queen implies there's nobody above them. Yeah. Unless it's an emperor. <laughs> so I'm the saying, is there like emperor. a king or queen of DC? Oh, because it's 50, right. Yeah, 50, because it's Sophie Ann plus 50, oh. is what I'm saying. So there's 51. She's implying there's 51 rulers. Maybe they're counting Puerto Rico? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I mean, does Hawaii have a vampire? Because, like, it's a pretty sunny place. That was my other question. It's got to be D.C., but probably that one doesn't get a vote. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, seriously. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but Just I got it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a good question. I, I didn't even think about it but i guess right yeah i guess also how does she learn all this stuff because it's a pretty well-kept fact that there are kings and queens that are ruling each state yeah i wonder if it's something she picked up when they were talking about the conference that she's supposed to attend oh that's a good idea yeah i think it's it's disappointing that the creatures of the night the kings and queens of the underworld use our same stupid state boundaries yeah that they're just awful, right? Yeah, it should be like the Pacific Northwest or like, you know, the, the Southern East Coast. Or yeah, like Great that. Plains Vampire or something like that. Yeah. yeah, instead of our completely arbitrary oftentimes. Right. Which would which one would you be the king or queen of? Or I guess y'all would be the king of if you were a king of Vampire King. Uh, of a state? Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, California's the biggest, right? The most blood. A lot of money, too. Mm. A lot of money. Uh, or, or maybe one of the northern ones where they get a lot less daylight. Yeah. Alaska. 
That'd be the king of Alaska. You know, Alaska has a lot of oil, right? Right. There's a lot of money there, too. And blood. <laughs> and very little sunlight. It's like, this is a pretty great place for vampires. Yeah. And if you're not supposed to hunt humans, can you hunt animals? That was the thing they, they did in Twilight, I remember. Uh, well, you know, it's... It's the kind of thing where it seems to be frowned upon, right? Because mm-hmm. we have we have Bubba who drinks only cat blood, and everyone kind of like gives him side eye for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, when he was alive, he only drank cat blood too, right? That's true. As yeah. well known. As well known. <laughs> <laughs> Some things just transfer over from life to death, like yeah. uh, thirst for cat blood. Yeah, mm. he's famous for saying, "Thank you very much for the cat blood." <laughs> I can't help falling in love with your cat blood. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get no cat blood on my blue suede shoes. <laughs> All famous Elvis songs. (laughs) We can keep going. (laughs) Yeah, listeners, I've edited out 15 minutes of this. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it shouldn't be surprising, but of course, the Vampire Queen's house is a major tourist attraction in Louisiana, or New Orleans in particular, because they love that shit there, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. She's actually photographed by uh, somebody from the Fellowship of the Sun as she enters, and I was definitely getting some like abortion clinic vibes going oh there. absolutely yeah like mm-hmm. creepy uh conservative like snapping pictures of people going in and out mm-hmm. it is funny though because sookie knows how this works she's like it sure would be a shame if a tornado struck on that guy's camera <laughs> <laughs> the vampire's like Wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we get lots of tornadoes in people's cameras right here in town <laughs> i really enjoyed her back and forth with the guards yeah it's they, enjoyable they yeah they're they're, they're all kind of great yeah mm-hmm and Jake is there, the guy who was just turned. Seems yeah. like that's going to be a rough life, being a were-vampire. I, yeah, it, it seems that people talk about the were part being in the past tense, so maybe that won't stick around. I, and it, and I don't think anyone specifically said why, but it seemed, everyone seems to imply that that's a very rare occurrence. Like, the transition from were to vampire is very unpleasant or something, but I don't know. Yeah. And it seems very distasteful to them. Well, we know that wares hate vampires, so that could be part of it, too. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, Bubba! Bubba's there, I know, yeah. It's funny, they kitted him out with, like, a guard costume or whatever, and it's like, <laughs> do they just put, like, little clothes on him, like, yeah. like a pet? They put, like, different dressed outfits like on him. like a little sailor sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> He's dressed in his little guard suit. He doesn't get a gun, for obvious reasons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But he, uh, he says he finds plenty of cats in New Orleans, so that's good. Yeah. And it's a brilliant idea because it's New Orleans, so if anybody sees him, they just think he's an impersonator. Yeah. Like, I think after Las Vegas, that's kind of like the perfect place. That is true. And Las Vegas is awfully... Well, you know, it's, Las Vegas is awake all night, too, that I think about it. So That's true. So I particularly like these the birds that she meets. I mm-hmm. knew you would we like them. I knew you would, these yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Y Bert and uh, and Sia Bert. Yeah, mm-hmm. new contenders for best side characters. Uh, Saxon vampires who were turned by the vampire queen, so they're loyal to her. But yeah, they're ancient Saxon warriors. Right. Yeah, they they have like deliberately not adapted to changing times like all the other vampires do. So mm-hmm. We still like to we still like to smash with the hammer. Yeah. Like to fight. They still have their knives and their axes as yeah. opposed to guns. The problem with being a vampire, we cannot f- do war during the day anymore. It's very sad. <laughs> I think she mentions that one of them, his only teeth are his fangs, and it's really disconcerting to look at. <laughs> so he must have had no teeth when he was when he was turned, right? So that is what I would gather, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of them has a really nasty facial scar. The other one has, like, some weird skin conditions. They're just like, you know, <laughs> they're Saxon warriors, you know? This, These guys are great. Yeah, no, very entertaining. It is pretty awesome. I, it, this is another one of those situations where I wish Suki had asked them way more questions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is, like... These guys would probably tell her whatever, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he asked more questions. Like, yeah. 
I mean, can you imagine what a boon that would be to like historians and yeah, yeah. these don't get into that, but there's got to be the all the history departments of all the colleges going crazy with vampires. Oh fuck yeah! That'd I mean, be amazing. Even even Bill got called into the what is it the the daughters of the revolution or whatever. The descendants oh, the, of the glorious dead. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Whatever. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were very curious to hear about his relatively recent history. But yeah, here we have guys who are like a thousand years old. You know, mm-hmm. they've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Threadgill, the king of Mississippi who has recently married uh, Sophie Ann, his vampires are there as well. And it's a very tense situation. There's not, there's some sort of undercurrent going on there. It's not great. I gotta say, I find this guy really boring compared to all of the other vampires we've met up until now. Like, you know, Sophie Ann's entourage is all these like ancient vampires with all this like cool history. There's even like the, the guy behind her is like this like childlike person with like a gun and a sword. And then just like, Oh, and I'm the king of Arkansas. It's just like this really bland dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get the feeling she doesn't think much of Arkansas. Uh, I mean, does anyone? She's like, oh, they're all such gomers and they look hideous. I feel like people <laughs> who live in Arkansas probably feel that way too. <laughs> it has you, many beautiful parts. If you live in Arkansas, please check out our, our Patreon at Armadillo.club. <laughs> to spend your welfare checks on? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So speaking of his entourage, I want to re- register a Sookie scan. Uh-huh. Of, uh, what was her name? Jade so, Flower. Jade Flower. Oh, yeah. yeah. Her haircut. Yeah. She had very short, unpainted nails and a terrifying sword strapped to her back. Apparently, her hair had been cut off at chin length by a pair of rusty scissors. Her face was the unenhanced one God had given her. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jeez, sucky. She just and, and didn't have not, to wear makeup. That's only the first time. Like, I think she meant, I think it's like two or three other times that she comments on the, how much she dislikes Jade Flower's haircut. <laughs> so, where I thought this was going, actually, was that Jade Flower, like, was turned with super long hair. Uh-huh. And so, like, every morning or evening when she wakes up, she cuts it off. Oh, that would have been a, she a really be a fighter. That really that would have been a really cool thing, but uh, uh, that's why. I mean, she yeah. still could. We don't know. Well, well, yeah, she's not gonna be cutting off her hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't make it. I, I suspect we won't be seeing her in future books. <laughs> and interestingly, Sookie notes that uh, Sophianne was probably only about fifteen when she was turned. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. that's right. And I would like to. Note, she decides to become the queen of Louisiana as opposed to in Twilight, where when they're turned at 15, they decide to go to high school for eternity. Yeah, that does seem like a nightmare. Interesting choice, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to be a high schooler forever. No, no, thank you. Uh, Get done with high school and just go to another high school. (laughs) That's that's it. That's Twilight. Yes. Uh, The queen questions Sookie about Jake, and she agrees to pay for that ectoplasmic reconstruction, but insists on going. Yeah, see, this is is interesting. Like, obviously, Sookie mentions this reconstruction, and the queen is very interested. She's never seen one before. And let me emphasize, again, how very not expensive it is to do one of these things. (laughs) Right? Like, Sookie even thinks that she might have them come do one for Gladiola. She's like, hey, you know, I I might just do one of these myself. Everyone would be thinking this, right? <laughs> yeah. This is a thing that we just could do. I, I, why the fuck not, right? Yeah, I think they get in under a thousand dollars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, people are going to use it to like catch Porsche pirates and shit. <laughs> exactly, right? I, like, I have this sneaking suspicion that this is like Jake. This is like uh, Charlene Harris's uh, time turner, right? Like. J.K. Rowling was like, I wish I hadn't invented this stupid thing. And like, from here on out, every solution to every problem is, yeah. we should just do it next week. Let's, let's go get Amelia and see what happened in the hour before that person died. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are no more mysteries. Yep. I just feel like this changes the world a whole lot. Peter Threadgill insists that Jade Flower, she of the hideous haircut, accompany them. 
So they returned to Hadley's apartment for the reconstruction. And um, yeah, we get to watch about two hours before Jake arrived. Yeah. And this is tremendously useful. They see like, they, they don't see objects, but they see the people that are moving in and out of the space. And mm-hmm. when the person touches an object, they see it. So like, that's, that's like a lot of stuff. You see a lot. It sounded super cool. Yeah. Yeah, we learned that Waldo uh, is the one who suggested Hadley go to the cemetery, which is where he killed her. Mm-hmm. And we see Jake uh, and Hadley leave together and then come back. And Andre is there and he reads lips. So that's nice. We find out Hadley's really upset about the queen sending her away and she did something terrible. Um, sorry, this is really boring. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. It's like, yeah, they, like essentially they, there's a lot of like stuff that happens. To yeah, them, yeah, yeah. But not, not much of use until, you know, they do actually see Jake get killed. But yeah. conveniently the killer is like just off camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the hand reaches in from, <laughs> from the, the bushes edge. or something. Yeah. yeah. So we don't see who it is, but we do find out Jake is dying and Hadley finds him and turns him. And then she says she's going to go with Waldo to the cemetery, which is where she's murdered. Yeah. And I guess they, they infer somehow that she's going to the, to ask the, who's it? Marie Marie Laveau. Yeah. Voodoo queen. What happens to vampire, where vampires, but I don't know. (laughs) That seemed like a a weird question. Oh yeah. I, I didn't really understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just a way to, like, tie all this together. I guess so. Yeah. Chapter 18. So they're sitting around and debriefing with the queen. They're trying to figure out who killed Jake, who had it out for Hadley. Did someone tell Waldo? This is a little bit of, like, a parlor scene kind of situation, right? How so? uh, Where Sookie's, like, laying out all the facts for everyone. Yeah. Just, like, outlining all the things. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, yeah, essentially just the backstory for all the stuff they just saw, right? Yeah. Yeah. and Amelia gets a little loose with the accusations. Yeah, things are getting real tense when Quinn arrives. And once again, Quinn does his thing where he just kind of shows up and everything yeah. eases a yeah. notch. This dude knows how to make an entrance. You he know? does. Yeah. Uh, pulls everybody down. Yeah, but then when Sookie fills him in, things get kind of tense again. And the witches are just like, we're going to go now. Yeah. <laughs> Smart move. It seems and, like a place we don't want to be. Which And Quinn has, you know, he, he has a thought, you know. So there's a... Dead person in your driveway? I saw that. I saw that pyre where, uh-huh. where there was a dead person in your driveway. Uh-huh. And so he's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's that happens. Quinn, you know, people do die on Sookie's property a lot, Quinn. Uh-huh. A lot. Yeah. You were right. You noticed something here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, for your own personal safety, you may want to pick up on this thread, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's a trend. Yeah. The queen grabs Sookie and takes her upstairs with Andre and tells Sookie a super depressing but really fascinating story of how she became a vampire and found Andre. Yeah, she and this, she's the only survivor, sorry, she and this other boy are the only survivors of plague that just destroys her entire village. Yeah. So the boy rents her out as a sex slave. Yeah, it's incredibly depressing. Yeah, until she's saved by a vampire who kills him and rescues her. And then rents her out as a sex slave. slave, Yeah. (laughs) It's like, geez, man. Uh, So she, but she does finally get her vengeance by turning him. He turns her and then she doesn't save him. And then she's, I guess, a a vampire for forever. And pretty good with it, honestly. I love vampire origin stories. I was very happy to get this one. I thought it was super cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, She, she looks on it in, in a, a much less, you know, horrified way than I think we did, but. Yeah, it was pretty dark. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's had a long time to come to terms with it. That is true. And she's gotten to murder a lot of people along the way. Indeed. 
Mm-hmm. But she explains how she got together with Hadley, and, and that's how she learned about Sookie and sent Bill to investigate her. And Sookie kind of forgives her. Well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you know. What just, are you going to do in that situation? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, she's dead, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's funny, because, like, the queen is like, you know, you're doing me a big favor here. You're you're helping me out. Like, you helped me learn what happened to her. And I'd like to do, you know, I bought, I'd offer you a, fl- a favor. And so he's like, yeah, help me move. And she's like, dude, <laughs> this is the vampire queen of fucking Louisiana, man. Like, Even the vampire queen is like, yes, I will help you move. <laughs> you got a truck? I'll pay you some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sookie. This is just one of those things, you know? I, I thought it was cute. It, it, and, I mean, clearly the vampire queen thought it was cute, too. But, uh-huh. You know. Uh, yeah. But it works out. I mean, like, that's what she wants. That's what she, that's what, that's what she needs, right? Yep. But she tells uh, Sookie, please, please, please look out for a diamond that Hadley took from her and quote-unquote hid. It was a present from the king. And if she can't find it, it's not going to be good news. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as cover for this whole thing, she's like, okay, we need a cover story. Pretend we boned. And so it's like, I don't do that. She's like, pretend you bone my bodyguard then. It's fine. Yeah. And Andre's Andre's like, all right. Yeah, they're like, nailed that cover story. (laughs) (laughs) It made total sense to everybody that after this seance situation, we just went up and boned. Yeah. Uh, You know, and Suki, at this point, she's like, whatever. She she just rolls with it, you know, because she knows how this goes. And interestingly, find out, Andre finds out that she has fairy blood. Yeah. So Suki is part fairy, which I guess explains... Uh, somewhat why Claudine is always hanging around. Yeah. Probably, I, yeah. I assume. And it's an explanation for why supernatural creatures are really attracted to her. So that's interesting. Right, yeah. Because delicious. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's, that That explains a lot. It does explain a lot. Yeah. But uh, Sookie's going to keep looking for this jewel that Hadley stole, probably to screw over the queen, because if the queen doesn't have him back in time for the ball in two nights, it's going to be something terrible. Yep. Uh, it's it's a vampire ritual hierarchy whatever thing yeah yeah some contract deal uh, it's funny because like when Suki comes downstairs and like they reveal the cover story I was like oh okay that's cool like nobody cares like it's like very, everyone's very disinterested in <laughs> <Yeah>. this <laughs> except for Quinn of course and they, they come out like oh that was a great fuck Suki <laughs> <laughs> and I was like yeah it's fine <laughs> okay whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just uh, interesting reactions all around Yes. Um, but yeah, Quinn is obviously a little upset about it until she sorts that out, and then they <clears throat> sort it out at great length, I suppose. Well, chapter chapter 19, because it's the next morning. Oh, right, Quinn right. Has to leave. Chapter 19, uh, somebody shows up to help her with the packing. Quinn arrives, and they have a little dry hump. Yeah. yeah it's not that dry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I kind of felt sorry for Quinn. I know, right? Wash like, those pants afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, gotta, that's a mess, man. You, you, know? you can't just... Go right about your day. Like <laughs> he does, right? Like, I don't remember any part after that where he changed pants. So it was just like, yeah. oh, well, uh, for obvious reasons, didn't get the opportunity. Well, it's true. Yeah. yeah. M- maybe Quinn is wearing a condom under there at all times. I, I, I he mean, does seem to be prepared for every individuality. That's a good point. I mean, maybe. he's an event planner. Yeah. He's, right. <laughs> he's, probably got, he's probably got a condom on 24-7 just in case. Yeah. He probably, like, once a month, like, at the beginning of each month, puts on 30 or 31 of them, and then every day just peels one off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ripping off your word of the day calendar (laughs) but yeah i mean the the whole scene's kind of cute right like sookie wakes up and of course the vampire queen does not fuck around like you ask for you ask for help moving and like she does it so this guy shows up with like 30 boxes and a bunch of supplies like i'm your guy you know (laughs) yeah and he's like really nice and you know he's like 
he starts like assembling boxes immediately. So like the queen does her, her deal and Quinn shows up with fried things and coffee, which like, and nice. that, that was, that was, that was like done at that point. Right. Heck yeah. And then they had this like whole like pack and flirt, which is not a thing to me, but you know, it seemed, they seem to be into it. You know? Yeah. So it's like kind of a cute scene up until the part where they, uh, you know, bone on the counter, except not bone. It, like Sookie is like, we basically had sex. I, which they I call mean, it a dry rub. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they both explicitly got off, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh-huh. That's right. Mm-hmm. But sadly, they are attacked by wearers immediately after that. Yeah. So again, Quinn does not get a chance to change pants. He does not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome, Quinn, to the Sookie Stackhouse dating experience. <laughs> <laughs> but there, this time there are like nine of them, so uh, I guess they got the message yeah. from the last uh, ambush attack. Yeah, instead of sending two children. Yeah. Chapter 20. These wares, because there are a bunch of them, manage to subdue Sookie and Quinn and get them into a van and take off. Quinn does still manage to take out three of them before they uh, take him down with a stun gun, so, uh, you know. He's yeah, my good. favorite so far of all the guys. I gotta agree. Uh, you know, yeah. unless he reveals himself to be like a jackhole the way LC did somewhere, you know. But mm-hmm. it's, so gotta, far. it's gotta happen sooner or later. So he Stackhouse cannot be happy. Yeah, Qu- Quinn is Quinn is just too good. I mean, Eric will always be my favorite forever yeah. and ever. But uh, just in terms of best boyfriend, he's pretty high up there. Quinn is. It's true. Yeah. And Suki is able to kind of get to Quinn's phone. They call the Queen's headquarters, tell them they've been abducted, and that Eric is able to track Suki. Yeah, I, I gotta say, like, <laughs> Suki and Quinn are the kinds of prisoners that you want to bring in dead rather than alive. Like, yeah. the minute yeah. they were kidnapping them instead of killing them, I was like, this is not This yeah. is not good. You know, like... Throw them in the back of this van and, and don't even watch them. Like, yeah. 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 Terrible uh, idea. Yeah. This is, this is... Even after Suki, like, finds a screwdriver and stabs one of them in the face <laughs> through the back of the van. Yeah, yeah she does. They're like, nope, we're still doing this thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep, stick to the plan. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... I, I think we as soon as they were taking them alive, we knew where this was going to go. It wasn't yeah. going to go well for the kidnappers. Yep. By the time they, they pull over the van, one of them's been stabbed with a screwdriver in the face, ugh, through the cheek, and Sookie and Quinn have managed to get the restraints off of them. Uh, so they escape into the bayou, which is like my nightmare. Mm, it is yeah. absolutely horrifying. I've been to Louisiana a number of times, and we've done the bayou tours, and that just sounds terrifying. Yeah, and Sookie is barefoot, I think, because or she has her little like flip flops or whatever, so yeah. she's basically barefoot. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that sounds I, awful. I would have to say that it's not the most optimal first date, but like grabbing a snake out of the air to protect your date and and killing it with your hand and throwing it away in the swamp. That's a plus dating material. Right? Absolutely, yeah, that, especially for someone like Sookie, right? Like this, this <laughs> yeah. is this is her deal. Yeah. Is 100%, 100% her bag, baby. If nothing else, though, they both have open wounds on them, and the idea of like yeah, being in yeah. the swamp water. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh God, what about like the crocodiles or the or the snakes or all the other things?" And he's like, "I'm a tiger, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they're scared of me." Uh, by the way, so when they're when they are freeing each other, Quinn chews through Sookie's bonds and bites her. By the way, yeah. Which I mean. Oh wait, is she gonna be a tiger? I was wondering, like, is, now, oh. like, could she potentially have been infected by were tiger? Like, that's a thing, right? I don't know. No, because we is know it, that works no. with werewolves. If you get made by werewolves, it definitely worked. That's definitely how Jason became aware, right? Cancer, you're right. Yeah, oh, shit, this is a thing. Like a lot of biting, you know. That'd be he, pretty cool. He was gnawing on her, you know, <laughs> to get through that. This, I'm just saying, like, you yeah. Know, this, well, this could be a this could be a thing. I'm sure her wash off in the Louisiana swamp water will kill it's, off it's anything. True, yeah, like the 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 like the, the flesh eating bacteria that got into her wound took care of all the <laughs> all the, all the, the were tiger uh, yeah. saliva. Uh, 
Yeah, this this is a this does not seem like a very pleasant escape route, uh, but it does give them some time to think. Mm. Uh, during which time, apparently, Sookie solves the Southern Vampire Mystery. <laughs> one of the Southern Vampire Mysteries. I guess there's more than one thing going on here, but about the one who attacked attempted to attack them. Yeah. Yes, she does. Except it's time for Chapter Twenty One. That's right. Cliffhanger. Except it's now Chapter Twenty One. Yeah. Quinn changes into a tiger and tracks the kidnappers to a house. Hold on now. In order to turn into a tiger, he has to strip down. Yes. And Sookie sees everything, oh, yeah. and it's great. <laughs> uh, also, apparently, he turns into a Bengal tiger, which is a very big tiger. I think we've. I think that's the biggest tiger. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think. What, but also, I, now I question where did this guy come from, right? Don't you. That's a great question. He had to have two Bengal tiger parents, right? He, uh-huh. He's American, right? Doesn't have an accent or anything. So As far as we know, yeah. He looks exotic. They say he has olive-colored skin and a very prominent nose and purple eyes. Purple eyes, yeah. That's yeah. fair. So, yeah. Is he the... He's not the... He can't be the only be- Bengal... Where, sorry, where Bengal tiger, but there aren't very many of them. Yeah. Enough that he's no, noteworthy, right? Mm-hmm. Also, he takes some time to pee on a tree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? That's yeah, right. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're a tiger anyway, do it, right? Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you do it when you're in the swamp? He's got to mark his territory. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just this, saying. This swamp make, is his territory now. You can't make that swamp water any nastier. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but, yeah, once he's, once he's in tiger form, he uses his tiger nose to track their uh, people to a... Cabin in the woods. To a cabin in the woods. And hey, look, there's Debbie Pelt's parents and sister. Right. And we have, I will point out, like, in the typical movie, Cabin in the Woods, you have a bunch of people staying in a house, and then some terrible nightmare (laughs) out of the darkness starts picking them off one by one. Right. This is like a horror movie in reverse. I was like... (laughs) There's the one guy where, like, like, Sookie sneaks up and, and, like, looks in the window, and the guy's looking right at her, and he's like, ah! (laughs) He spills a bunch of coffee on himself, and then she stun guns him. (laughs) Sookie is the nightmare. In the, she's the monster, right? Yeah. Sookie is the monster. Uh, it is pretty funny. Yeah, like she she's like being all sneaky, and then she like full on looks a guy in the face through the window. It's like okay, well, uh, yeah, yeah. In, I, I've played stealth games a lot. That that happens. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, we're doing this loud now. I, exactly. It's like the, it's like the the D and D conundrum. You do the stealth thing until stealth fails, in which case you kill everyone in the room, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And everyone, then there's no witnesses. <laughs> stealth success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stealth mission successful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quinn goes off and he kills a bunch of people while Suki messes around with the people in the in the house. And Eric shows up and Rasul, one of the Queen's bodyguards. Right, yeah, so their calls got through. That's how, good. How did Eric get in? Suki invited him in. She can do that? This is a question I have too, right? This because it's established this is like the guy who Suki burned with coffee and then stunned. Right. This is his cabin. Right. And so Eric shows up and is like, you let me in, whatever, and she's like, get in here. Oh. And she didn't even know it was Eric at that time. No, remember oh, that happened. Okay, I thought that was Quinn. Right, that happened with the witch war too. That happened. Remember, like they sent her in first so she could invite the other vampires in. Oh, yeah, yeah, the rules are not clear. Yeah. So you don't have to be the only. You just have to be somebody inside the house to invite her. Right. Oh, okay. That. Expo- Thank you. I was like, what? Yeah. So yeah, Eric shows up and it's it's tornado time for these people. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, they subdue and question the pelts. They were going to torture Sookie for information about Debbie. Sookie finally tells them the truth. Yep. Yeah. She tells them the whole story, and their response is, yep, that's our daddy. Sure was a piece of shit. (laughs) This is a really weird scene, right? It is so weird. It is. She was telling them all, and I'm like, that's not going to change their minds. They don't don't care why you killed her. They're still going to be pissed off at you, but they're not. 
they're, they're at least the parents are like, yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Remember the time our Debbie got sued for, had to go to court for putting like glue in a cheerleader's hairbrush or something yeah. like that? Yeah, like, yeah. This is just like that. Yeah. She's <laughs> terrible. Pulling a gun on someone. Yeah. It's yeah. basically the same thing. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, this, this is one of those things where I was like, I like, are they just saying that? They're just saying that, right? I don't know. But, well, but the, they the daughter's serious. not into it, right? Sandra, the sister? Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, but I guess the, the dad is like, if you if you go after, if you don't, if you violate our our thing, I'll kill you in front of the pack. So it's like, okay, well. Right, yeah. I mean, they, they might say, if you go after Sookie Stackhouse, you're going to end up like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's like, I mean, look look at how this went down in this cabin, right? They sent like nine dudes after her. Yeah. And you know who came, who made it out? None of them. <laughs> <laughs> like the two guys out front are dying right now, right? Yep. Quinn's yeah. attacking them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It turns out they weren't responsible for Gladiola, though. Yeah. Yeah. So what's that about? They yeah. weren't. But it was Sandra. She was the one who did turn those wares the first time Sookie and Quinn got attacked together. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. the one who turned those children into wares. Yeah. They're, they're going to hide that? Because that's like, you know, that's... Execution offense for the werewolves. It right? is, yeah. If the pack had known, they would have killed them and abjured her. So the pelts had to hire another wear to kill those two kids in jail with Cal Meyer's help. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but uh, also, this whole another weird thing about this is they hired like nine people, and most or all of them are dead now. They can't just walk away from that, right? They're, there aren't that many wares out there. Yeah. Right. I think that's exactly what that's, you're gonna do. It's right? like a quarter of the wares of the town they're from, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. It's uh. It's uh. It I mean, feels like that. There's not something that the situation's not just gonna go away. Yeah. Well, Sookie's filing that under not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, if, sorry. If also, Tanya. Yeah. Oh yeah, they sent Tanya. And that's the other thing. They hired Tanya to keep an eye on Sookie. <laughs> yeah. Because she's part of Debbie's biological family. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess Sookie was right after all. <laughs> yeah, so everything was about Sookie. They capitulate awfully quickly for people who went through so much effort to try to figure out what happened to Debbie. Right. This yeah. is a very elaborate like and they, like horrible plan. They didn't know? even know for sure that it was Sookie's fault, and they did all of this stuff, mm-hmm. and then they just turned it off like a switch. That, that, I don't know. It was real weird, yeah. It was super weird, but that's the agreement they make. Uh, she's going to let them go if they leave her alone, and she agrees not to go after Sandra and to stay out of Mississippi, and she's like, yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, problem. Oh, no, I can't go back to Mississippi. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Seems like uh, seems like it'd be way easier to just kill him, just saying. I know, you know, Sookie only likes to kill people in very specific circumstances. Right, yeah. Uh, but Maybe. I'm sure someone in this in this cabin along with her would be happy to do the deed, de- just saying. <laughs> yeah, she got out lucky when you consider how many vampires there are there. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think yeah. that, that it, the book doesn't explicitly say this, but that could be part of the the parents' calculations. Like, look at the heat that Sookie Stackhouse can bring down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, she's got a fucking tiger outside who's, like, murdering all the people they hired. And then inside she's got the queen's bodyguard, another famous vampire who obviously, like, has the hots for her. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And she just took out that guy by herself. That's true. No. <laughs> the poor guy with the coffee and the stun gun. Yeah. I feel the worst for that guy. Yeah. All he, he just owns the cabin. Right? Yeah, like he, it sounds like he was just like an old. Fr- he was just an old friend of friend of the family. And he's like, yeah. yeah, you guys can, can use my cabin. Can we use your cabin for a little get together this weekend? Yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, poor guy. Yeah. So, a vampire mystery solved. That's right. Chapter twenty-two. 
Sookie is finally going to the Queen's Spring Party. <laughs> Sadly, the Queen's bracelet was not in Hadley's safety deposit box. But she does mention that she found something. Something. In a coffee can. Yeah, they yeah. go to the party and it's clear that something is up. The Arkansas vampires especially are super on edge. Yeah, this this party is super weird, but not in like a freaky supernatural way. It's more of a there's about to be a coup kind of way. You know? Yeah, she does have the bracelet. She manages to get it to the Queen. And she also gets information about Jade Flower uh, and finds out that Jade Flower had stopped at a gas station on the way to Bon Tom, so she's probably the one who killed Gladiola. And she tells Mr. Catalides. Yeah. He's very interested to know yeah. that. She's got some great allies. Man. Seriously. Yeah, she's got a, lot, she's got a, a pretty decent uh, uh, docket at this point, right? Yeah, she just did a huge favor for the freaking Queen of Louisiana and Mr. Catalides. Some sort of powerful demon is on her side, so yeah. yeah. Um, if the queen didn't get that bracelet, which Peter Thurgill knew, it could have gotten been the grounds for divorce and he would have gotten everything. So that would have been a really bad faux pas. Yeah. And he, so when so when the queen reveals that she does have the bracelet. Oh, yeah. Things go down. Yeah. Well, it, it starts out just tense, um, but then <laughs> heads start to roll. <laughs> Uh, yeah, literally. literally. That's me. That's how the party gets started. <laughs> this is one. This may be my absolute favorite chapter in all of the books so far because there's this really charming moment ahead of time where she makes friends with a werewoman that's there and warns her to take her husband and leave before things get dangerous. And the woman's yeah. like, Are "You threatening me?" She goes, "No, ma'am. I'm trying to save your ass." And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> yeah. I know you're aware. I know you're tough as tough can be, but get out of here. It's very cute. And she gets out just barely in time. Just like, barely, yeah. Right after that is when things get wild. Yeah, one of the Mississippi vampires beheads Queen's bodyguard. I think it was Wybert. Yeah, Wybert. Yeah, yeah. we hardly got to know, I, know we, you. We just we just met him and I was already rather attached to him, to be honest. Yeah. You know? And Eric's there and, of course, having a great time. Eric loves a good fight. <laughs> you know, he like, grabs the head. And, he's like, woohoo, battle! Yeah, <laughs> grabs the head, throws it back at the guy who beheaded him and shouts, bowling for vampires! <laughs> and then, like, yells something in whatever lang- ancient language and starts attacking other people. Yeah. Uh, like he's the best. There's nothing like a vampire fight, you know. It's just like a lot of dismemberment, you know, yeah. a lot of a uh, lot of violence. But it's it's funny because like Suki is is mostly not involved in this fight, you know. Yeah, she spends almost the whole fight like hiding behind a column, essentially, which is good. That's the smart thing to do. Yeah. Except at one point when a vampire tries to capture her, because apparently they're looking out for her, she flashes him and then kicks him in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This uh, was such a fun chapter. A good oh move. my god. This, this was bananas, actually. This whole chapter. This fight was like insanely violent and wacky and all the stuff that was happening was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, at one point, it's like, it was, it's like I don't know, Charlene Harris is really good at setting up these interesting characters, especially <laughs> the vampires. And then they all kill each other in this, this <laughs> insane orgy of violence that sort of it, I don't know, in a way it doesn't feel like it's of the same piece with the rest of the Southern Vampire Mystery books, but also it's a really great change of pace. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, there's not much not much mystery happening in this room right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bill saves her by decapitating Jade Flower. He stomps on her spine first. Oh. And then yeah. he cuts off her head with a carving knife? Eventually. Yeah, it's that kind of evening, apparently. <laughs> yep. I mean, I, I guess that's if you're a vampire, you go to a party. There's always a chance this is how this, this is how it's going to turn out, right? Yeah. <laughs> apparently, yeah. There's I, only so many ways to kill a vampire. That is true. Yeah. She sneaks into another room where Andre kills Peter Threadgill with the Queen's permission. Over some after some debate over the cost benefit of letting the King live, and they're like, "Well, come on." Yeah. At this point, right? Yeah, cons, political fallout, pros. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> 
He was the worst. Yep. So they give her and Quinn a ride back to Hadley's apartment. Oh, but on the way, sorry, on the way out, uh, there's a lion. The lion, yeah. <laughs> the lion yeah. shows up, and Sookie just tells it to fuck right off. And yeah, the lion's the like, lion. "Yes, I will." <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Sookie Stackhouse, you said your name was? Yes. Uh, right, be on your way, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Even yeah. the lion knows. <laughs> That's right. I love it. Yeah, Quinn shows up, of course, and then they all they all escape. Yeah, and Sookie explains how she found the bracelet in a coffee canister, and, and she explains how she snuck it into the party and yeah. got it to the queen. In a tampon holder. Yeah. The vampires don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. It's like, yeah, when was the last time that vampire had a period? Mm-hmm. You know? uh, so yeah, when they get back to the apartment, they chat with Amelia, and Amelia mentions that she's turned her new love interest into a cat. Oops. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, poor Bob Jessup. I know. Yeah. I know. This guy is like, this like really, like apparently he's a decent witch too. He's like the only one who was like holding his own there. Yeah, and he got his stuff together. Uh, like apparently he's pretty good in the sack. You know, he did soak his hair. Yeah. yeah. He's a hairdresser. Like he's like this, this really useful well, dude. he's a funeral home. I mean, you know what? I don't know. I don't think he was. I think that was what she thought to herself as a joke because it was so unexpected. I think that's why she was like, he kept telling me to stay really still while he was doing my hair. Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I didn't catch that. That's funny. You know, this guy's living his best life because, I mean, if his name is Jessup and she keeps talking about how he looks like a Mormon, he probably was a Mormon. He like moved to Louisiana, became a hairdresser, is living his best life. Mm-hmm. And then he's turned into a cat. And it's just a cat. That- and then like... Now that he's a cat and he can't make his own decisions, he moves to Bon Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Amelia's like, look, uh, I got to get out of here because I just turned this guy into a cat. So uh, <laughs> can I catch a ride with you? Uh, and so he's like, yeah, sure. You know, yeah. come live with me with your with your cat boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of cat boyfriends, Quinn does <laughs> test the waters a little bit with some light furry play, but Sookie is not into it. <laughs> he has a little tail, you know? Yeah, he's like, what do you think? A little tail? And a little butt? A little tail? <laughs> it's like, nope. <laughs> There's a lot of Quinn cheesecake in this whole book. It is true, right? yeah. This guy's, uh, you know, he's got he's got that uh, furry man candy thing going, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Bill stops by to profess his love, and Sookie very respectably is like, no, go fuck yourself. Yeah, he's like, oh, I, I really loved you when I did all those horrible things to you, which honestly does not make <laughs> anyone feel any better about what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fuck that guy. I do all these horrible things, but I don't like the consequences. So can we just not do that? Yeah. Can we do the thing where you're still like, you know, dawning me and stuff? And so he's like, no. <laughs> yes. Get lost. I hope you... What, is, what did she say? Something like, maybe he'll accidentally fall on a stake or something like that. Or yeah. It's like, yeah, well, you know, bad news, Bill. Yeah. If I were Bill, I would be like double checking my locks every night. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right. If you're on Sookie Stackhouse's bad side. Especially as we've seen, Sookie has a, a lot of uh, very dangerous friends. Yes. Chapter 23. She returns to Bon Tomp with Amelia and Bob and kind of explains how, <laughs> she figured, how she figured out that why Peter Threadgill sent Jade Flower to kill Gladiola because he knew the queen had the lost bracelet, blah, blah, blah. This is, I gotta say, this feels a little bit like some very circumstantial evidence. With, like with the exception, no, even, even the fact that she was at that gas station... None of this necessarily says explicitly that Jade Flower killed Gladiola. Like, yeah. I believe that she did. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not sure this will hold up in court. I guess yeah, it doesn't matter to a lawyer. In demon. vampire court. Or yeah. Sookie could totally be making it all up because Jade Flower's dead. So yeah. who cares? Because she's like, because her, her haircut was so stupid, she just had to go. Sookie's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I made a call. It was her. It could not stand that haircut. She, <laughs> looked, she just looked like someone who'd kill a demon, you know? <laughs> she had a sword. She's yeah. Like, 
Her thing was the swords. She had the sword all the time. Gladiolos would kill with the sword. No one else uses swords because swords are dumb. Actually, you know, uh, Andre also has a sword. Just saying. Oh, out yeah. There. And uh, also, I mean, the 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 Burts both have large knives. They don't have swords, but they have large knives. Yeah, but she's on the the queen's likes her right now. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. She didn't want to. She didn't want to throw the. Yeah. So it, yeah. She's like, do I want to antagonize Louisiana or do I want to antagonize Arkansas? Like, that's a pretty easy one. No, you're right. Especially since Arkansas is dead now. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So Jade Flower seems like the obvious patsy, right? Yeah. It was totally Jade Flower. Yeah. Southern vampire sense. mystery solved. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And also must have been Jade Flower who tried to kill Jake Purifoy, hoping it would be blamed on Hadley and discredit her. Whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. That yeah. last chapter is a little lame, I got to admit. Like, the, the, book, the book, I think, overall was super solid. I thought those last few chapters were fire, but yeah. the last last chapters kind of... This and the, the, the explanation of the, the pelts. Yeah. I felt like a sort of Charlene Harris is like, okay, done writing now. <laughs> Time to end it. Bam. Well, I mean, yep. she, she her, the length of the book seems like very... Uh, like pretty standard, right? So she's like, looks like it's about time to wrap this one up. <laughs> yeah, written for 300 pages, so. I feel this narrative was more cohesive than some of her other books. We've criticized yeah. her other books where it seems like there's these very Tacked unconnected, on kind of, yeah. dis- unconnected mysteries that happen. And this one, I think it was a better narrative. That's a good point. Yeah, I think I think all of these things felt more intertwined than, say, with like the, was it Living Dead in Dallas or whatever? Yeah. yeah. That one was totally. there were two totally unrelated <laughs> mysteries. Agreed. Um, yeah, but it, but it was still a lot of fun, and I, I do think it's funny that at the end here she's like listing her her situation as like, okay, so I've got a new witch roommate, uh, I've got a werefox spy coworker, uh, I've got a couple of supernatural weddings, I've got a uh, new potential were panther sister in law, and a vampire conference. So uh, yeah. yeah, what could go wrong, right? <laughs> And I gotta pick up some more shifts at Merlot's. <laughs> That's right. Because somehow she still has to work after doing all this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, at least she's gonna get paid for the vampire conference, apparently. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. So if you are Sookie Stackhouse uh-huh. and you're choosing two outcomes from this whole scenario, and outcome one is the vampire queen of Louisiana gets dethroned and the vampire king of Arkansas becomes king of Louisiana in a relatively peaceful transfer of power. And option two is a huge bloodbath where everybody dies. Which of these is actually the better outcome? Well, you know, that's a good question. So the nice thing about having the vampire king of Arkansas be in charge of Louisiana is he's going to be too busy to care about Sookie Stackhouse, right? Probably. Maybe not, though, because they talk about how she's very desirable to have um, because she's a telepath. They're talking about how, like, the king of Texas has a telepath, so... She wants one, too. Well, Sophie Ann seems interested in her, but the king of Arkansas seems kind of dismissive of it. It's true. Like, le- like less interested. But you're, you're right. I mean, like, it's a very useful person to have around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like, you know, she's helping out the queen. And, you know, mostly because she the queen is on her side and is friends with her friends. I don't know how much she actually thinks about it. She just does it. And the, the result is a lot of people die. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> a lot of people. Like, uh, we don't know who actually got out of that uh, that uh, that party, but probably not many. Oh, yeah. that's a good point. Uh, I mean, we assume Eric survived. We know Bill survived. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't know mm-hmm. who else. It was a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a very entertaining bloodbath. And, you know, Sookie likes the action. So maybe in, in Sookie's mind, 
This is like the perfect outcome. Yeah. <laughs> you have to watch that fight. Yeah. You're probably like, yeah, this is my thing. This was my favorite book so far. I thought it was the funniest. I enjoyed the fighting scenes. Um, I enjoy Mr. Cataliades and Diantha. I, I love Quinn. Yeah, Quinn's great so far. You yeah. know, like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. There's mm-hmm. always another shoe. The other paw. The other paw. Yeah. The, yeah. Other, the other tail. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was really funny. This yeah. book's mm-hmm. very clever. Entertaining. Yes. It went quickly. That's it for this week's episode. We are done with Definitely Dead. We're going to take a week off and then we're going to come back together with Altogether Dead, which is the seventh book in the Southern Vampire Mystery series. Uh, when we when we return, we'll be reading chapters one through eight of Altogether Dead. I am Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on uh, Twitter. Sorry. Rude. You interrupted my Twitter handle. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> it again. No, it's, it's gone now. The spirit has left me. Just I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, I'm done. <laughs> uh, that's good I'm done <laughs> if you have any questions comments or feedback please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club we'd love hearing from you please share this with anybody you think will like this please give us good reviews wherever you got this especially on iTunes please check us out at armadillo.club where you can give us your armadillos or buy some cool merchandise with our faces on it Please like us in real life. We're just so like, well. Until next time. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Did your voice break? <laughs> no, I, just, I, I was like, am I saying the wrong words? So I like, <laughs> I got up in my head because I was. You, you want to try that again? Yeah, yeah. We're just so likable. <laughs> We're just so likable. That was good. Until next time. Good, good night, night Suki. Okay. And I still don't have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it.